0: This podcast talks about sexual violence and domestic violence. It might make you feel upset or scared. If you need someone to talk to,
1: there are numbers in the notes for this podcast. We would like to begin by acknowledging the people of the... Our uh, Turrbal and Yagra people, they are the traditional owners of the land in which we recorded this podcast. We would like to pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge the stories, traditions and living culture of all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples on this land and commit to building a better future together. Hi, I'm Alison. Hi, I'm Cassie. And welcome to, and you think you are the expert introduction episode.
2: And we are peer workers. And
1: peer workers, are people with an intellectual lived experience of an intellectual disability.
2: Our role as peer workers is we helped Jane and Kate put um, the workshops together. And we're also helping with the podcast. And in this episode, me and
1: Cassie will be interviewing Jane and Katie.
2: Today we'll be interviewing Jane and Katie about um, what you'll be expecting in the podcast episode and a little bit about the project, um, why this happened.
3: Thank you, Cassie and Alison. I'm Katie. I'm one of the wild workers. Hi, I'm Jane. I'm one of the wild workers as well.
2: Can you tell us um, a little, the listeners, um, where you work?
3: So we're workers at WILD, so um, I've been working at WILD for just um, this project, so the project's called Listen Up, Um, so just for about a year, but Jane's been here longer.
0: Yeah, so I've been working at WILD for about eight years, Uh, so it's WILD Sexual Violence Prevention Association, so we're working with people who have an intellectual disability who may have
3: experienced crime uh, such as sexual assault or domestic violence. So you can find out more information about WILD at their website. So um, it's a bit of a tricky one because it's www.ild.org.au.
1: Can you tell us a little bit more about the project?
3: The Listen Up project um, is the name, um, and we were funded by this project for by the Department of Social Services, and that was as part of the community-led projects to prevent violence against women and their children. So one part of the project was around prevention, and that meant uh, we went around to a whole different bunch of places, and I you know we went to Rockhampton with you, Alison, and uh, Gold Coast with you, Cassie, and uh, we also went, um, we had two in Brisbane, we had... Uh, Caboolture, Logan. Logan. Um, So we went about a bunch of places. We called it the the road trip. And um, we spoke to women about their rights um, within relationships. So, um, you know, their rights in a healthy relationship, intimate relationships, family relationships, friendships. Um, Some of the reason why
0: this was a really important chunk of the project was that we know that women with intellectual disabilities often are not... um, involved in discussions around safety and rights. So this is a really important part of keeping safe and prevention. So that's where we started.
3: Yeah. Did you guys want to tell our listeners a little bit about um, your role in that kind of part when we were going around and doing the workshops?
1: Our role was to help um, the lovely two people we're interviewing come up with resources to use.
3: Yep. Yep. So you came up with the activities. Yeah, absolutely. And we helped put the podcast
2: together as well. Yep. Yep. Awesome.
3: Yeah, so you guys both came with us and and delivered all the content as well, which was really great. Um, And you helped us come up with the activities we were going to use to make sure that it was easy to understand and that kind of thing as well.
0: Uh, The second part of our project was to create resources in partnership with our peer workers but also with the women who attended our workshops Uh, and the resources were based around how what services and systems need to be doing to be more accessible for women who have an intellectual disability and how they can ensure um, that
3: their services are uh, safe for women. So to do that we did some consultations in that you know first kind of road trip we did around um but that was a very small consultation and then we divided the participants up into groups of interest so there was some kind of workers um that kept coming up in discussion a lot so uh for example police uh, mental health workers dv workers sexual violence workers um and so we kind of got people into interest area groups wherever possible if they were close enough in proximity. Um, And then uh, we had another round of consultation where we went back to these new groups and we had a chat with them around what kind of things they wanted this particular worker to know about accessibility. Um, What makes it easier for services? Um, So what makes it easier for them to access services? What makes it easier for them to engage with those services? So, um, and uh, yeah, that's kind of what's made up the base of this podcast.
2: Can you please tell the listeners why we made a podcast?
3: Sure. Thanks, Cass.
0: Uh, So, a really important part of of what we were doing with this project overall is to really be led by what the women wanted. Uh, So, a lot of in our consultation workshops that Katie spoke about earlier, uh, going on the radio was a very popular choice as a way of sharing messages around accessibility and safety. Uh, So, we decided that a podcast might be a, a good way to sort of like radio, but uh, can be accessed at any time. So that's how we landed on podcast.
3: But the the problem with radio is that um, I suppose one of our goals was to make um, something that was a lasting resource and, and radio was a very time-limited thing. So that's kind of how we landed on the podcast. So we end up having a lot of discussions around podcasts and how they're similar or different to radio. Basically, the, the premise for the podcast is um based on what one of our um participants said early in one of the workshops um and she raised up her hand in the workshop when we were asking about what we should make and what we should do and and she said i think we should be the teachers um we should interview the workers on how they work with women who have a disability we're the experts um and we just thought that was such a great quote and it it got great reception (laughs) by everyone else in that workshop and we thought um that's such a great idea you know um that people with intellectual disabilities are often the people being interviewed. They're rarely the hosts. Um, and that they are the people with the expertise, so they should be leading these discussions. They shouldn't just be consulted. They should be leading them.
0: By, by doing this, our hope is that listeners can see that people with an intellectual disability can use their voice, can have a role and can be involved in really important discussions around their lives and, and um, prevention and, and violence and, and what needs to happen so women with intellectual disability
3: don't continue to experience violence at the high rates that they, that they are. Just like you guys, who are have absolutely been really strong leaders in this project and and contributed so much and and um, shared all your expertise in making this possible.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's good. I agree. I think yeah. it's really good. Can you please tell our listeners about what happens in each episode? Thank you,
0: Alison. So there'll be a number of different episodes that you can tune in. Um, And in each different episode, we've actually invited a guest speaker to come along from the different service or system. So we have invited uh, police, sexual violence workers, DV workers, support coordinators and support workers. And so in each episode, we will have our experts interviewing the professional on how they work with women who have an intellectual disability. Uh, And then it'll be over to the experts to share their
3: wisdom around what they think workers should be doing in this space. And our listeners will also hear um, your voices, Cassie and Alison, quite a bit, um, as you um, each did three episodes each and helped our participants um, come up with the questions and also helped them ask the questions and added your own expertise in your episodes as
2: well. What's the link to violence?
3: Yeah, so I think we've been a little bit vague on that so far.
2: Um, So
3: I suppose the at the core of this um, project was around violence prevention. So that's kind of why we did the uh, workshops around rights um, because we know that when people have information about healthy relationships, when they know what to expect, when they know what their rights are, um, they're more likely to seek help if they do experience violence and they're less likely to experience violence. So that's kind of what that first kind of workshops are about. Um, So, the other link is you know, when we're talking about accessibility, we're talking about accessibility for women who have an intellectual disability and have experienced violence or experiencing violence. So the workers we've chosen are workers, someone who's experienced domestic violence or sexual violence or another form of violence. So I suppose disability related violence like carer violence or worker violence. Um, the people that they might, um, the services they might encounter on, on their road to recovery or their, their road to safety. So. Um, You know, support workers being in the home with them, you know, the people they see every day might be the first person they disclose violence to or they might be the first person to pick up on violence. Uh, DV violence workers or sexual violence workers, you know, specialist workers in that area, a police officer when they're reporting crimes and um, a support coordinator is often the person helping navigate, you know, their service systems um, uh, around, you know, leaving a violent situation. Um, or getting support afterwards, and then a mental health worker, because we know that a lot of women who go through violence experience uh, poor mental health because of the, the trauma they've been through.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think just adding on what Katie said, we know that women who have an intellectual disability experience really high rates of violence, um, and what we're hearing in our workshops is that um, they we know they're experiencing violence however we know that the response that they receive when they disclose their violence when they seek support is not great um, is not good enough uh, and that's is a, a re- really important reason as to why we're doing these podcasts to share experiences and um, wisdom around what needs to happen so um, these services can be
3: accessible and respond
0: better because what's been some of the things we've we've heard are just
3: not good enough so and I suppose accessibility is both for, you know, uh, uh, seeking help when they are experiencing violence. So being able to go to a DV service and say, I'm experiencing violence and receiving uh, support, which is um, accessible and, and um, easy. Mm. But then also being able to access um, these services for support around um, information around relationships, information around violence, information around safety, um, which is often, you know, a lot of experts said that they. They didn't feel that they could approach yeah. these services or weren't receiving that support. I think what, w- what we
0: heard overwhelmingly is that a lot of women who have intellectual disability had never um, had any education around safe relationships, sex education. Or if they did, it wasn't presented in a way that was accessible to them. Um, so this is a part of the reason, as Katie described earlier, as to why we... We started the project by running a series of workshops um, where we discuss rights, where we discuss safe relationships, where we discuss where you can seek help, as is a, support, a really, really important step to uh, prevention against women who have prevention of violence against women who have an intellectual disability.
2: Thanks for that, Katie and Jean. I-
0: The other thing that you can look forward to in each episode is at the end of each episode, we actually have a myth-busting section. Uh, And why we do this um, is because there are many, many, many myths that surround people who have an intellectual disability. These myths are extremely dangerous and mean that um, women who have a disability don't receive the, the support that they deserve so I won't go into what they are because you have to listen um, but we'll be talking to the professional around what they think about this myth and then we'll do some busting.
1: How many
3: women were involved in this project in total? Thank you Alison. I think it was 32 in total 32. but not Everyone ended up being involved in the podcast. I think that came to about 28 or 29 women. So uh, I think you'll hear from that number. There's a, a really large amount of um, number of women who contributed. So you won't hear all of their voices. Some of them have opted out just to uh, kind of Uh, come up with the questions and and do some of the background information. Um, Others have opted to be our hosts and you'll hear their voices. Um, Some people came along to the podcast but didn't want to speak as much. So um, everyone's kind of contributed differently. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone wasn't able to come, we have tried to read out some of the things that they told us, um, some of their quotes, um, so that you can still hear their opinion. But you'll also hear me and Jane throughout kind of – Uh, and Cassie and Alison kind of giving some overviews of what the group thought. So uh, obviously people had experiences in a wide range of areas. So sometimes they might be part of one group, but they've contributed to several others. So we try to read out generally what what the group said or or particular things from other people, even if they're not included in that particular episode.
2: At all the workshops, um, we got the girls to do a photo, like a picture of themselves. What will that be used for? Thank you, Cassie. Great question. Uh,
0: yes, so we did a little bit of um, arts and craft in our workshops. This is really fun. And the reason we did that is that we have created
3: a booklet to go alongside the podcasts. So uh, everyone's drawings were kind of turned into little cartoon figurines. Um, so we kind of did this because a lot of women were worried about putting their their photo to in the booklet and that kind of thing. So we've got a cartoon version instead of an approximation of, um, what everyone looks like. So, um, uh, which will also be with their, um, pseudonym or fake name. So, uh, everyone has done that for privacy. Um, but in the booklet that goes with this podcast, um, you can contact Wild to get a copy of it. Um, basically, uh, we've put down people's expertise. So when we talked about expertise, we talked about that in the way of, lived experience expertise so people have put down you know uh, whether they're a survivor of violence you know their other identities like being first nations or um, lgbtqia or um, that kind of thing as well as um, some people have also put in things they like doing and and kind of a little insight into who they are
0: Uh, the other thing that you can find in the booklet is we did not have enough time in the podcast to share all of the quotes and all of the great wisdom um Yes, (laughs) that we learn in in all of our consultation workshops. So the booklet also contains a lot of wisdom from all the different groups around what systems and services need to be doing better um, to prevent violence against women who have an
3: intellectual disability, but also to respond better. Um, So it's a great accompaniment, we hope, um, to the podcast. So if you've listened to the podcast and you want a bit more information, definitely have a look at the booklet because I think that kind of um, goes a little bit deeper and, and, and expands on some of the points made here. And it's also got bits of me me and Cassie wrote in there and pictures of us also. Good point, Alison. So it does also have little uh, reflections from you both around how you found the project and what you liked about it and what you got out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Which I think kind of brings us to something we haven't um, been asked about, but I'm just going to sneakily chuck it in, Um, is more about your role in the uh, project. So um, you both were hired by WILD last year, shortly after I was hired, um, and um, your role has been really, really important because you have helped us come up with uh, what to, what uh, we should be doing in, in the workshops, how we should be running them. You've helped run it. Um, so there's heaps um, that you guys have contributed to there as well.
1: I've enjoyed getting to know the participants and I've liked also being involved with helping to come up with the um, project and also the good old
2: booklet and podcast. Overall, I just enjoyed um, learning more that I haven't known of and... Just learning all the different things from the participants what they've gone through the experiences and just knowing that it's going to help people out there that have got an intellectual disability knowing that they're not alone there is people out there that have lived um, domestic violence sexual assault and you can get through it it just takes a lot of determination and hard work
3: we had some pretty amazing participants didn't we some people yeah. shared some um, really great advice and really great um, information yeah um, I think the other really great thing about the the peer worker role is um, how much everyone really enjoyed that role I mean we got some great feedback around that um, and people were really excited by the fact that you know we had people with lived experience on the team and, and they were kind of leading the way
0: and I think for us um, for myself and and Katie having the peer workers on board was amazing in in many ways but I think we're talking about accessibility so it's really important that uh, women with an intellectual disability are involved in those discussions so both Cassie and Alison helped us with making sure we were using easy language making sure that our activities were making sense and this is really invaluable um, because as as you'll see in in the podcasts um, they are the experts
3: so that's actually a good point. Um, throughout the episodes, you'll hear us refer to our participants as the experts, and that's what we'll do from here on out. So that's based on um, the uh, kind of wording that that participant used, around uh, um, we should be the experts. So we refer to all the women who were involved in this project as our experts um, or our hosts um, throughout all the episodes. Well, I hope everyone listening enjoys it um, and that you get something out of
1: it. I hope they'll find out a little bit more about DVs and other, um, and other like um support
2: services where you can go to contact support. I hope all the listeners understand people with an intellectual disability are uh, normal human beings. They're just people with um, special gifts and they shouldn't be judged um, no matter what shape and what type of disability they have.
0: Yeah, well said, Cass. I guess I really hope that that listeners, um, after listening to all the wisdom that our experts share in, in each episode, I really hope that particularly workers have a think about their practice and the, and the way that they're working with uh, women who have an intellectual disability um, as accessibility takes many forms and, and you'll hear a little bit more about that in the podcast so that is the end of the introduction episode so tune in for all the wisdom, all the advice all the laughs
1: Um, thanks (laughs) we have made a booklet with information about the listen up project this is information about our hosts, how we did the project and some other stuff that may help workers, you can find it on our website, see the no toys podcast for more information If you find some of the things we spoke about today upsetting, you can find numbers for the support if you live in Australia in the notes for this podcast.
0: This podcast was created as part of the Listen Up Project at Wild. We were kindly funded for this project by the Department of Social Services as part of their community-led projects to prevent violence against women and their children. What we talk about in this podcast is not advice. Wilde expressly disclaims any liability, howsoever, caused to any persons with respect to any action taken in reliance in the contents of this publication.